Come to this. <laughs> <laughs> that was so not the intro that I was expecting. So it's come you to said, this, eh? You were so uh, subdued in the moments leading up to I this. I know, I was. I even said, like, hey, you want to do the intro? And you were just, like, kind of did, like, a grunt. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, it's yes. just punching that clock and for then, 20, hey, 25 you know, episodes already. You turn on the, turn on the mic and, uh, and come alive. Yeah, you just flip that switch. It was powerful. That's what I do. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. Oh man, we got some good ones. Oh man, we got some in the bank. We have so many movies to talk about. Not enough time. I, it does feel, yeah, it feels like uh, we're on we're on short time here. So I guess we got to get right to it. Yeah. So we saw a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. That's how most of these episodes saw a start. Flick <laughs> together. Um, from 1991, mm. a forgotten underrepresented classic i think one that should be a bigger cult hit and just a bigger hit it really should yeah should we, uh the movie is popcorn 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 it's so unique yeah so cool and so its own little special thing that i don't know why it's not at the top of more favorites lists. It's on my list of movies of uh, why didn't I not hear of this before? You yeah, know, this is a pretty new, year, new-ish uh, discovery for your right. ears, right? For, for my ears and eyes. Yeah. yeah I uh, For some reason, this one had uh, passed me by. I never saw it in the video stores or, or anything like that. It, it, it's a movie that did not do well at the box office. No. It kind of bombed. It, it actually, uh, I was reading up it. Went into a lot of second run theaters immediately, just right without away. even getting that first run. <laughs> That's not a good sign. That's tough. When you're skipping the first run, yeah, and you're like, debut them in AAA. Oh, it's not making we're money. Not. Let's not put it in theaters where yeah. it's going to make money. We signed this free agent. We're putting him in the minors. Yeah, start. exactly. We, we 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 don't think it has. This thing got put out to pasture way and too quickly, but it's a gem. It's so cool. It's and such a joy. I had never seen it before. It's been one that I've been dying to see. Uh, I've told you about. This the box cover with yes. the uh, the skeleton removing. I'm a looking at it right face. now. Yeah, it's a skeleton with like a lady mask, yeah. kind of in front of it. Oh, that was one of those when you talk about going to the video store and sneaking on into the horror section. Yeah, uh, while my dad was looking for whatever movie they were going to rent, you know, Air America, or <laughs> <laughs> of course, whatever, Navy Air Seals. Um, Ooh, Navy yeah. Seals. <laughs> And so I would, you know, go sneak over into the horror section. We didn't mm-hmm. rent horror movies. No. Did you guys rent? Uh, were you allowed? No, no, but I did the exact same thing where I always yeah. had to take the horror movie route <laughs> sure. through the video store to get to the new releases in the back wall or whatever it was. Yeah. One and of, yeah. Anything with a skull on the cover is going to catch your attention. Oh, too. yeah. One of our, so one of the video stores in Windsor. The wrestling tape section was right next to the horror tape section, Man. so it's like I know where I'm going to be for the next twenty. Huh. I trust you it's guys. Like they were reading your mind. Yeah, I trust you guys to pick out something good this for the was, family. Yeah, this is like you dreamed this thing up, and they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, we actually made that that video store." Yeah, put the wrestling next to the horror. There's there's so many covers that I would just stare at, and then there's been a lot of them though. 
popcorn one of them that i have such crazy intense memories of just looking at the box mm. that i never saw the movie because it's like what's well, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be as cool as this box to a 10 year old so right. it's weird man before Kids, i even saw the yeah. movie i'd been like well i don't want to ruin the movie by seeing the movie <laughs> there's another one called happy birthday to me that's like that oh yeah it covers just a guy getting like a shish kebab <laughs> just jammed into his face hole just mouth open like he's on the dinner table and they're just like shoving a shish kebab through his i'm just like what is happy birthday to me what is nothing about a birthday yeah of this so i just love that stuff and popcorn was one of them yeah no it's uh it's perfect and it's got one of the great taglines oh in cinema history how could the with this poster and this tagline how were people not just going nuts for it uh the 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 kind of basic tagline popcorn buy a bag go home in a box <laughs> that's Fuck good yes. so oh, i love it so we watched uh the fairly recent within the last couple of years blu-ray that synapse films put out it's one of yes. the cool they've done the recent suspiria uh mm. upgraded 4k uh they've been and they did the um phenomenon Okay. Upgrade with the the oh, phenomenon. That's that was a how we have we not done that. That was episode. great. Anyway, we'll get there. So this is like their one of their other big projects was popcorn because apparently all the elements of this movie were just the biggest nightmare. They're like, well, we've gone from Argento. What else can we do? Popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> yeah, we did the the best of Argento. Time to go to 1991's <laughs> popcorn. Uh, but apparently the you know the the film strips the sound it was all in different locations oh, with different yeah. owners gotcha the property was just a mess and it took them 3 or 4 years to even get to the process yeah it was and it was an announced project because they had gotten the rights to release it but then had to go find all of the actual movie so crazy in this we watched we all loved the movie so much that we you know peeked through the special features they had if you recall i do a, recall a expansive Weesh. promo package for popcorn and they were great they were some of the best trailers this was five minutes of every theatrical spot and tv spot and edit that they did they made like 12 different edits yeah for some reason there was the same commercial nine times over, but slightly varied uh, in in certain ways. Yeah, they would usually, like switch scenes. I, I've never like, seen so many commercials like for a movie, especially on a on a Blu-ray or something. Usually they'll give you like the TV spot. Yeah, TV spot and the, the movie trailer. Spot. That's the TV spot. This one was like TV spot uh, for Connecticut. TV spot <laughs> yeah. for yeah, Southern like Spain. Specific markets. Yeah, and they're actually doing. They didn't just send out the same commercial. No, they made like a dozen. It's they, amazing. The, 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 the football TV spot was clearly the, oh, the yeah. winner, man. There was like a local what? Like, like uh, the football team's yeah. like, Popcorn, go see it! <laughs> <laughs> like, as if that was what they were going to do after winning the Super yeah, Bowl. we're like, going to Popcorn! <laughs> they filmed it like the middle of a day. It's like on a noon, yeah. bright light stadium. We're seeing Popcorn! Just eight guys just in the middle of an empty football field. I mean, yeah. Neon, that, like, jerseys. Yeah. Because it's 91. The trailers, so they had more serious trailers. 
like mm-hmm. something that you would see 90 seconds you know before a movie and i thought they were some of the best structured trailers that we've ever watched because i hate trailers trailers are usually yeah. especially trailers my dad always used to say yeah they show you all the best stuff in the you've already seen the whole movie they now. sure do but this one showed just enough it was showing you stuff but it was so removed from the context mm-hmm. that you saw something cool you have no idea how it's going to fit into this movie. So right. it made me more interested. And then every one of these, though, would have the same ending, which was the buy a bag, go home in a box. Go home in a box. And sometimes <laughs> the guy was really aggressive yeah, on the mic. Was, yeah, it was really like, buy a bag, go home in a box. Go home in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the classic movie announcer guy. Yeah. This guy, we've heard oh, this. Man. I I know. I'm I sure. I want that job. Somebody out there knows his name right off the top of their heads. And it sure. should be a name. The in-world guy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The, <laughs> yeah. In-world. So we got to hear him. Not just, that means they were having him record several different takes mm-hmm. of just the well, tagline I'm sure for they all do. these different ads. I'm sure they have, obviously, these people do several takes. Sure. But I don't think they, they don't usually use them all. Use them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, every exactly. commercial, that was when like five or six commercials in, somebody was like, wait, did he say it different? <laughs> and then we realized that, wait, even like, that. Is he speeding it up? Even yeah. that, they didn't just settle on the same ad. Right. Unbelievable. So Perfect. they put some care into this movie and it really shows. This is a loved movie by the people that were in it and were making it so go ahead and run down well let's uh, yeah let's kind of, of what, uh, what what is this, this damn thing so yeah much to us. well popcorn uh you might have guessed it's a movie about movies let's say that uh in my opinion it's it's a horror movie it takes place within a movie theater for the mm-hmm. most part it's a group of students who are putting on a film festival of old timey 50s uh kind of schlocky entertainment yeah. To raise funds for their own film projects exactly, or something along yeah. those lines. And this is they're all big fans of William Castle. It's all yeah, it's all the William Castle kind of fifties uh special effects in the theater house and we'll kinda of get mm-hmm. into that. But yeah, and then the plot is someone starts killing people and uh Yeah. People start turning up actually dead. It's a great in this kind of theater. Yeah, it's it, and that it's as far as these kind of movies go where you've got the secret killer and you don't know who's who, this movie really pulled off the suspense of figuring out the the mystery not only enjoying the kills and having fun with that but i actually had no idea what was going to (laughs) happen in this movie it's a unique story and it plays on a bunch of you know cool favorite tropes i love the we're putting on one big show kind of thing to raise money for the ski slope or something you know whatever right exactly (laughs) we're not gonna let it get turned into a parking lot and this is them just so i love the one location kind of thing and this is a lot like that movie get crazy you know, the, mm. that one big rock sure. show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're putting on Early one big 80s. rock show, and it's all, like, set in the auditorium where the show takes place. And this is much of set in this great old-timey theater. And you get just a bunch of goofballs showing up as the extras for the for the all-day film festival. So it has all that great kind of color. Man, the extras in this movie. Had some they insane. really insane. Yeah. So it good. It seemed like they were just letting them say lines. They were just filming <laughs> a bunch of weirdos. It really like didn't seem like, up. yeah, it, it was such a great crowd. Yeah, the the uh, the people who come out to see these movies. I'm trying to look up the names so I get the exact names of all three because it's a triple feature. 
Oh yeah, of these three movies oh, that they're showing, the <laughs> and uh, each one's got a gimmick, right? Yeah. So uh, the uh, but the people who come out, it's like they went to a con, uh, a con, and they just got all the cosplayers. Anyone who's got a mask or something, so you yeah. just got this treasure trove of people showing up in fun with costumes, like, with and like stuff. a strong punk element running through the crowd too. If they didn't have like a horror movie specific costume, then they were like cool punks, yeah, like cool exactly. punks going to the movies. Like this is just just somebody drawing, uh, you know, five hundred cool punks and excited people to a small town bad horror movie marathon so <laughs> already it's like oh yeah of course this is this is going to be perfect mm-hmm. and it's got a super professional cast including the low-key horror movie legend jill sholin jill yeah Shailen? jill sholin i would say sholin 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 yeah she had uh, a short jill. career yeah but did a large majority of horror, but not just total awful, grisly, you know, got it. Oh, yes, she's a scream queen. Not really. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at her movies, there's silly stuff like Cutting Class or, you know, more cool stuff like this and amazing When a Stranger Calls Back, mm-hmm. which I'm dying to do an episode well, on, yeah. on that one. That one, uh, that was another crazy one we saw recently. Yeah. But then, and then biggest was uh, The Stepfather. Sure. With the, the, the Terry uh, Terry O'Quinn. Oh, yeah. And that was an actual, like, big horror movie. So this was all within a five, six-year period that she was in all of these Yeah, she things. had a great run. And, uh, I again, someone I never really knew of wasn't on the radar. Uh, kind of a limited focus, but, I mean, everything yeah. she was in was dynamite. You know? Oh, yeah. Look at this later career thing. This sounds scary. An episode of Diagnosis Murder. Ooh. Yeah. That well, sounds pretty She's horrifying. Acting alongside Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, pretty scary stuff. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was DVD's horror Who kind knew? of show. <laughs> so, yeah. So here, I she wasn't really on my radar. Mainly because we hadn't seen Popcorn or When a Stranger Calls Back. Yeah. And uh, then when we're looking her up, it's like, oh, geez, she did... Like exclusively horror for like five years of her career, and then decided, well, maybe acting's not so much uh, for me. Yeah, I never really saw uh, followed up on what happened to her, but yeah. we miss her. Yeah, so <laughs> she's uh, she's the lead, but it's got it's, it's got, got a got great cast, a cool cast in yeah. general, and, and a bunch of like, oh, I've seen that guy, D. Wallace. Uh, is in it's it. It's got D. Wallace uh, looking exactly like Diane Weist from yeah. Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. With her short, uh, kind of red hair. Oh, yeah. Uh, early 90s haircut that she's got. It, it, her looks, most it looked mom. better on Weast yeah. than, than on D. Wallace. D. Wallace is probably the one downside of Popcorn, because it's kind of a wasted part. She doesn't get to do enough, no. Yeah. She's kind of in one scene in the beginning. Uh, she has a good moment where she actually goes into the theater before the, the uh, film festival starts to to see what's going on. Yeah. Because something's amiss. And uh, yeah, then we lose her for most of the movie. <laughs> then she's just gone. Then she's just gone. And then when we see her again, she is uh, bound, muted, immobile. Yeah. Just kind of, <laughs> just kind of she's a... taped up and uh, doesn't do much. So. It's, a, it's a bummer. So it was one of those like, you know, we've been on 
such a good D Wallace run this year. Cause I'd seen, <laughs> I'd watched Cujo earlier in the year. Then you and I went to see the howling. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I really loved Lords of Salem. Mm. Which is just like lusty witch in that oh, cool. one. So this year has been like a man. D Wallace is Gee, great. Great. Yeah. And uh, so I saw her in this and it was a huge selling point. It's like, Oh, that's a shame. Mm. That could have been anyone. So I was could've hoping for more D Wallace, but it's got like Ray Walston. Who's good? Tony Roberts, who was in, uh, you know, Woody Allen kind of movies. A full cast of names of like, oh, this girl, oh, this guy. Oh yeah, everyone in this cast is like, oh, I know that person. Like the blonde girl who like dresses up as the nurse. I'm like, mm. God, who is that? And then I looked up; she was in the Grifters or you know something. That sure. I had seen. It's like oh, okay, something yeah, that else makes sense. from right around that time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, the other thing from that time. Uh, Tom Villard, who plays Toby. Uh, so that's a guy. Was a great. Uh, yeah, I was like, who is that guy? And then I was like, oh, he's you know the guy who's with Bobcat in One Crazy Summer. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> so I love when it's you a can deep just pull, cut connection yeah, right I love there. When you can pull guys like that and. As as much as I'm now the biggest Jill Sholin fan, Tom Villard. Should, oh, man. This is, I think, one of the most iconic villain performances. I've never heard of this guy. This is an original property. Mm-hmm. Um, and he crafts this villain that feels like a super demented Jim Carrey character oh right but before jim carrey was doing this in movies yeah spoiler alert guys toby's the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) no uh yeah he's got uh he's he's seemingly this kind of kind yeah it's a dual dual role where he's hiding his uh, true identity yeah when when you get the reveal of him uh man yeah it just puts on a master class of just that kind of unrestrained every every line is just crazier than the next bigger than the next yeah he keeps ramping things up throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. i mean from geez the uh even his toby character you know i guess his name is toby his, even when he's a bad guy he's toby. yeah he's still toby yeah he's yeah. still tobes that toby we know he's that like ah oh, this guy's such a dweeb kind of thing <laughs> yeah. and, and then he Kind of makes a couple of little raw turns as Toby, and it's just like you see this growth and then into an absolute right. monster. There's right. I know what the scene you're talking about where he uh, had gotten locked out, so to you know, so we think of yeah. the theater, and and yeah, he kind of goes off on the girl, and you can see them on the the characters <laughs> being like, "Damn, did Toby just Damn. like go off on us Never right seen now?" Toby just straight <laughs> wreck things. All right, man. Just, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Jeez. So they're. Like you said, the mystery element, genuinely strong. A mm-hmm. strong feature of the movie. Uh, they handled that really well. And it wasn't meant to be a big, horrifying shock. But it's pretty pretty nuts. Yeah. But all while this is going on, we'll get back to Tom Vlard and his, his final 20. Which I'll put up against any Freddy performance or... Oh, right. We'll get back to that. But all while this is going on, we get all of these fake movies that are getting shown. So we're getting all these jumps back to whatever movie this hip punk film crew audience yeah. is checking out. It's so funny because it, it does feel like the plot is there to support the film festival <laughs> yeah. that we want to see. Yeah. That's to me was like the, the real treasure of this uh, movie is that they, they, it's, it's them putting on three movies 
And I'm like, I want to see all of these movies, and I want to be a part of this film festival <laughs> yeah. because they go, you know, if you don't know who William Castle is, he's the guy that would put the electroshocks in your seats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He would have uh, the tingler, you know, shock <laughs> you. Or the he tingler's would, so good. He would have things come at you in 3D, and he was kind of the the height, the original hype man back in the day yeah. with these 50s with monster all these cool movies. gimmicks. So uh, the three movies that they show at this film festival are, uh, well, the first one is... Mosquito. Mosquito. Which, uh, a giant classic monster movie that uh-huh. you would get in the 50s. Tarantula was one they would do, you know, them with the giant crickets and the grasshoppers and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so Mosquito, the end of the movie, they have a giant mechanical <laughs> mosquito come out and fly over yeah, the Yeah, like audience. on a zip line. And, uh, man, that just was so cool, that it's giant so mosquito. Yeah, it's it's, you know, one of those gimmicks that they would do and we're going to also do uh the episode matinee yeah uh which is about a william castle-esque mm-hmm. man promoter a lot of similarities and so yeah that's when like people were going town to town selling their gimmick into a thing and then this is this weird loving creation and ode to that kind of era mm-hmm. and mosquito had for this is a movie for people that love these kind of movies because they nail all of the uh you know, all the horror elements of the mosquito are that perfect note parody. Yeah, of that kind of genre, it's really strong. The fake when the fake movies are strong, which is what brought me most excited to this movie. Oh, I know it's, I know it's going to be a good one. It's a well, and yeah, mosquito had all the perfect elements of that old fifties, like the scientist who explains everything and then kind of goes, yeah, meaning, and then you know uses the layman's <laughs> term of it yeah. every time, like. He's, uh, man, I wish I had a good Just long example. dialogue of yeah. uh, how many, you know. It's like, those... it's like, it means he's accelerating. That means getting faster. You know, yeah. stuff like he, that. He like du- constantly just mansplains yeah. to like the, uh, the <laughs> woman who just has to seriously. dumb down everything, but it's all in these dire professional tones. Ooh, yeah, it's, yeah, it felt like the old, you know, the fly or just uh-huh. any of that Vincent Price stuff. Yeah, the mosquito, uh, mosquito, just mosquito. 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 Yeah. Uh, this the other one. Now this one maybe is my favorite. Attack of the Amazing Electrified Man. Yeah. Which uses the shockoscope gimmick. Shockoscope. Which is where they do put the little electric buzzers in the seats. Uh-huh. Uh Now I would I would love it if I went to a movie like that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But this one we also get our first great fake movie actor. Yeah. Which is the electrified man himself is played by a death row inmate, Bruce Glover, mm. the father of Crispin Glover, and mm-hmm. every bit as weird as Crispin Glover. Bruce Bruce Glover is such a such a freak. He was so perfect for this role. Yeah, because he's he, had, he has that hamminess that yeah. plays well to it. He was kind of like the original Gary Busey, where he's I just kind of this older, unhinged-looking dude, uh, but he's so great. Yeah, the electrified man with. Uh, him just tossing dudes into uh, <laughs> yeah. electrical uh, wires he, and he stuff. He gets electrocuted by the uh, electric chair. Mm-hmm. Turns him into a... It's, a, it's the movie Shocker. Oh, yeah. Except it's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, Shocker. Sorry, Shocker. <laughs> we shan't be doing not, an episode on you. Not the Craven we're probably going to get to. <laughs> Depending on how long this goes, I would love to get to the episode where we're like... So it's come to Shocker. <laughs> right. We made it to Shocker. Oh, man. Episode 400. <laughs> yeah. oh, we got man. Shocker, guys. 
The, um, the third movie within a movie. Yes. So we, uh, we don't see as much of this one. It kind of gets interrupted. Uh, well, then, this by then, our actual plot <laughs> yeah, by is then like we've rolling actually, into high gear. Exactly. By then, people are dying, and we uh, yeah. have to pay attention to that a little bit. A little bit. But it's The Stench. The Stench. Which is this Japanese movie that uses odorama, which <laughs> I don't know if that's something they really did, where they would pump in gas. I don't think pumped in. I know <laughs> I've they had, like... Uh, scratch and sniff cards. Oh, okay. For things. Oh, I gotta do it so, myself. So you get like the little <laughs> prompt in the corner on which thing to scratch. Oh, funny. And then uh, I know I know John Waters used that in a for one of his movies, but he was not the first one. So that's cool. So that's something. There but, you go. Oh, but right. actually pumping right. in odor <laughs> through the vents. Odo Rama. That's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Polyester was the John Waters movie. I want to say it, but it didn't sound right. Didn't sound right. That's funny. Yep. How'd you you pull that up so quick? You click on Odo Rama on Wikipedia, it comes to Polyester. (laughs) Maybe he was the first. Maybe. Man. Maybe that was a total Waters nod and we didn't even know. God, I mean, the guy's amazing. I I wouldn't doubt it. The guy's incredible, so. That's funny. And, And you talk about a guy like John Waters. Where would he be without oh. this kind of thing? Without the William Castle types? Yeah, I mean, him he and took Divine. Ran. Are you talking? Yeah. To, yeah, really. Like they would do those public stunts. Absolutely. Yeah, he was maybe the last of these great kind of. Oh sure, probably promoter. Uh, <laughs> He's still alive. He's still with us. But I guess yeah, he he doesn't promote. He is the last. Anymore. Yeah, he, he is, is the, the last. last. And this popcorn. John Waters still alive? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, I know. He course. lives uh, out here. Oh, lovely. Half the year. Um, You mentioned earlier about what drew you to this movie was getting to see all these fake movies. Yeah. I love movie within a movie anyway. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's, done right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. And so that was one of my draws too. And I assumed we would get a pretty minor wraparound story that the main draw would be these fake movies. But they went and created an actual interesting mystery to be going on concurrently with these fun movie cut-ins. It was yeah. almost too much joy because the story was actually good. Yeah, it was, I just thought it was going to be like some guys killing people, and it was that, but better. Well, it, the movie starts off in a way that I did not expect, which is our main character Jill having this. Uh, well, her name's not Jill in the in the movie, yeah. but. Uh, but Maggie in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maggie's having this dream, and it's like, uh, looks something out of Brotherhood of Satan yeah. with, like, sacrifice and the curvy blade and witchcraft. And yeah. all of a sudden, I'm going, what, what is going on it's here? Like, We're having this trip out, like, 70s yeah. fantasy dream going on. And uh, that keeps reoccurring. And that's kind of, yeah, this the backdrop is that um, she was, uh, yeah, almost killed as a child by this cult. Yeah, that was led by this filmmaker who made this movie called The Possessor. And you see some of this movie, The Possessor. And so there's well, that's this... the big thing. Yeah. That's what it builds to is then she sees this movie, The Possessor, and she realizes this is what she's been seeing in her dreams. Right, right. Without knowing it. And already I'm just like, wow, this movie is way different Did than not I was expect expecting Popcorn no. to be. Did not see so that So it has coming. this like possessed cult of Satan 
side story. So cool. Going on. With, like, yeah, right? <laughs> Super rad. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Didn't we get Satan cult stuff too? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. What a bonus. Like, this thing would have gotten voted for years earlier. Well, that's, that's we what I'm like. How do stuff. I not know about this movie? It's ticking all the boxes yeah. here. I don't know why this movie failed. Right. I don't know why Too it good. failed. Ahead of its time, maybe. I, none I of the, none I of the explanations make sense. Well, it sounds like they didn't. Unless they just didn't have a promotion. I, it sounds like know. they just didn't even distribute it well enough to, <laughs> you guys, to even we, get it out there. We dumped our whole promotional budget into making 30 different <laughs> commercials. I told you, you take all the takes and you make one. You, you make, make one, one out of the best take. We used all our budget on every uh, one of these ads. What are we going to do? We can't <laughs> afford to get these placed anywhere. I don't know why. This movie should be legendary. because So the villain, Toby, Toby, is turned until the reveal of Toby. This guy is like practically a Cronenberg monster mm. with the charisma of that era jim carrey mm-hmm. when he is he's playing the phantom of the opera essentially oh it's totally yeah it's, it's a total phantom of the opera thing and he is doing it with such gusto at a certain point mm-hmm. and we build to this incredible moment in the movie so the movie goes basically through a lot of different tones because you get outright <laughs> comedy you get yeah. satan cult stuff mm-hmm. you get funny William Castle gimmick fake movies and all the movies are very bad on purpose but in the best way right Bruce Glover again like you said yeah perfectly cast as this Perfect. electrified man you even get a little uh, Woody Allen older guy inappropriately making out with his uh, young student uh, uh-huh. yeah you get uh-huh. a lot of you get a lot of stuff going on <laughs> yeah. here <laughs> yeah it so it just takes all these turns and by by the end when it's actually cranking up into oh we also get an accidental stuntman, mm. the dude that plays Mark. There's mm-hmm. this running bit throughout the movie where Mark just gets the shit beaten out of him. <laughs> and it's this actor just falling down stairs, and then we kind of noticed it at one point. It's like, this guy's really taking a beating in this movie. And then at a certain point, one of the characters is like, don't make Mark do it. He's he's taking, <laughs> he's taking a real beating today. Mark, I've never like turned around on a character like Mark. Yeah. It's um, a great Mark had actually, a great no, arc. As soon as I said that, I thought of Steve from Stranger Things because Mark is totally the jerk. Oh, Steve's a oh. Mark I is just Steve. the jerk at the beginning who yeah. only seems to want to get laid and is uh, then shows up at the movie with a different girl. So obviously, you know, he's not with Maggie. Yeah. But then, yeah, he's like. He keeps. He just keeps eating he keep, shit so yeah, much. He keeps somehow that he becomes himself. this hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. He seems to genuinely want to help. Yeah. Despite how many times he takes a rough beating. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know this guy can't be that bad. I know. But yeah, we yeah, all like, felt I'm ourselves rooting for. Mark? Rooting for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie did that on purpose. That's intentional. Oh, you can yeah. tell they were in on it. It's like this movie knew how to write characters and it shouldn't have <laughs> those characters should have been total zeros because they should any other movie would have just spent all the time on the fake movies mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have been as entertaining and then the side story is just like oh yeah this guy's just murdered these faceless kids they put effort into crafting all these different kids mm-hmm. these college students i guess right yeah college students teens. oh man but 
by the time we build up to Toby's reveal, <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> the movie definitely goes more into outright horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this PG-13? That's a good question. Because uh, it's not a gore. It says R on the IMDb. It says R? Okay. Because it's not especially gruesome in any ways. I, not not that I can recall. I mean, no. you get some deaths, but... Well, there's weird stuff. So the thing is, like, Toby, uh, the real Toby, is this burn victim. He was... Cool. As a kid, he was at this theater where the guy tries to kill Maggie, and then I guess they let the lit the theater on fire. So his mom dies in this fire. He gets burned. He blames Maggie because she <laughs> escaped while he did not. So he's going to kill her to try to, you know, set things right. But... So he's got this weird thing where he's wearing masks. Yeah, he keeps like skin graft ma- we- type things, and it's not quite like Texas Chainsaw where it's like cobbled together. Like he's making molds of his. So there's these scenes where he's making molds of these people's faces, and then he's wearing the mask, and you've got him kind of playing with the latex. So very creepy, like you say Cronenberg body horror, but not anything. Cronenberg where and the makeup. You're not seeing dismemberment or. It's or not anything as like gooey that. as Cronenberg stuff. Yeah. It felt more like. Um, society yeah but not the grossest parts of society <laughs> but that you know stretchy skin and playing right. with because right. yeah the guy's like a pro makeup artist so another element of the movie is you get all these looks into just cool mask latex mask making yeah right because guy's using his victims faces so he could then impersonate them he has like a makeup effects expert we have a villain who is a special makeup Design. And he gives us a full tour of like here's the nose and the chin prosthetic. Yeah, and he has the, a whole room. Yeah, at the theater he takes his just time. for his makeup equipment. I know. Here's so like, cool. oh, here's my big mask press uh, <laughs> machine. And so then, yeah, you get these fun moments of him putting on. That's another part of the fun mystery of this movie is, you know, this guy is impersonating the others. Yeah, by making masks of their face. It's such a layered throw everything against the wall but really deciding when to throw it kind of movie it go, dips into so many different pools and keeps being just riotously entertaining it's, yeah by the end though when it's into like horror and we've seen we've now been the monstrous side of him's revealed all the masks are off and he's just this like you know yeah he's burn victim putting his plan into action right and we get that amazing scene where he's like walking through the crowd, just like he just looks like anybody else there as mm. this monster. Right, and he's walking down the aisle and he's doing all this great hammy like booing the movie and all. It. This guy is just mugging like crazy. It felt like a total Jim Carrey kind uh-huh. of thing, but the best possible version of this. And that was when it's like, who is this guy? Who is this <laughs> actor? He knew exactly what tone. To play this crazy villain. And we get that incredible shot of him. This is where we get our poor D. Wallace comeback. Yes. Ugh. Poor D's been tied up in the back of this movie theater for, <laughs> for two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but while the movie is playing, he is up on the screen. The movie's on the screen, he's up on the stage. And his actions are like mirroring exactly what's happening in the movie as right. he's about to do this like ritual sacrifice from. Yeah, was he, it? that was when Possessor. Gets yeah, put he on. interrupts the stench, uh, which was super smelly, 
and it's a putrid uh, movie. And uh, <laughs> and then plays the possessor, which is yeah. yeah, that's how he gets everyone to boo. And then yeah, it, that's a great shot of him mimicking what's going on on the screen behind him. Yeah, and, uh, there's this like human sacrifice going on on the screen, and he's in the foreground doing a live sacrifice in perfect sync with everything inside. It's such a cool shot. Such a well-planned idea. Mm-hmm. Such a great villain performance. Toby is, he should be a legendary horror villain. You've never heard of Toby. Toby. I think the name <laughs> Legendary hurts horror villain. I think the Freddy, name hurts. Jason. Toby. Toby. <laughs> Toby Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name was Toby Popcorn. Yeah. Toby well, Popcorn is unfortunate <laughs> for a name. But that's why the guy's angry and he's doing all these cool murders. Makes but sense. this performance from an actor who sadly died not long oh, is after that, this. Oh, is that right? Hmm. Yeah, he was uh, part of the AIDS crisis. Oh, man. Yeah. Just like that guy from Death Spa. That other cool villain mm. to watch. It hit hard. So this was one of his, like, oh, I think he had it during the filming. Because I think I read something that he let had to let the director in on what he was going through. Gotcha. So this performance, he was literally going through this being like, got to make, you know, this is it. Mm. Performance of my life right here. And Put it all out there. Knocked it out of the park. This performance should be hailed as like a classic horror villain role. It's a crime that people haven't heard about this one. It's so good. I'm on Team Toby. Team Tobe. Hashtag yeah. Team Toby. Popcorn. This movie is so cool. And yeah, it was really hard to find for a long time. Mm-hmm. If I had only known when I was staring at that box <laughs> in the video <laughs> store valuable. how hard a good copy of Popcorn would be to find. Uh, but the Synapse Blu-ray was perfect. It's the way to go. I. It ended up being such a different movie than I was expecting in all the best ways. Couldn't get enough of this flick. And then that's why we ended up watching five minutes of trailers. Just <laughs> after after just seeing the full movie, <laughs> we watched all the commercials for the movie. Do yourself a favor, not just watch the movie. There's got to be some trailers on YouTube. Check and them out. you got to check them out. Find popcorn wherever yeah. you can. If you've not seen this one, don't be like, don't be like us, you know. Don't wait. Don't. I wait mean, we just out. spoiled it, but it's actually just so much fun, and it's such a celebration of old horror movies and horror in general, and yeah, just the uh, the camaraderie that comes about being in a an audience and enjoying a movie and getting scared and getting shocked and yeah, all that good stuff. It horror really, film it really, has experience. It really touched me there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's real. It sounds cheesy to say, like it's a a movie made by people who clearly have an affinity mm-hmm. and love for horror movies exactly. and just the whole genre and the whole, every angle of it. Yeah. Like this is a overstuffed movie and I love all of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Right, well, like you said, they threw everything against the wall. In this case, it all stuck. It, yeah. <laughs> it all worked together. Shouldn't have. It sh- yeah. It probably um, shouldn't have. But it was entertaining It as had hell. so many different elements and I, I loved it so much. One of the bigger over deliveries yeah. I think we've had. Go like, get it. Delivered man. on the hype. Thank you guys. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>